When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, it's your girl Jessie May. I spilled water on this microphone, my sharp tongue microphone, because you were listening to the Sharp Tongue podcast, and I spilled a whole glass of water, so I hope you can hear me. Does it sound like I'm underwater? <laughs> Thanks for tuning back in. Sharp Tongue podcast live and in your ear, well as live as a recorded podcast can be. I'm pumped. I'm pumped. I'm actually not pumped. I'm going through a lot of emotions. That was a total lie. I'm going to be real with you. I'm going through a lot of emotions. This grief is a bitch. And I think I've officially entered the anger stage. My next podcast is going to be all about how I'm dealing with it, what it feels like, what you can expect, sort of. Even though you're a different person, you might have a different experience and and relationship with grief. But if you're tuning in and you haven't caught up, my father passed away in October and uh, I'm going through the stages. So I'm not doing so great, but I'm okay. I'm surviving. I know I'll survive and I'm trying to just ride this wave that makes me want to murder everyone. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it is brutal. And then you mix in being a woman, getting your period once a month and you mix in just general people who piss you the fuck off. Why does everybody go slow? In the highway. Can we pick it up a little bit? I got places to be. I'm not saying you got to be, you know, Mario Andretti, but can you not be a snail? Can you maybe not leave a snail trail on the 405? I know it's a different kind of, I know that has nothing to do with cars, but I'm just trying to, you know, tell you to pick up the speed a little bit. I am going to be traveling. My show's coming up. Please come see me live. I'm a lot of fun, especially now in this mindset where I'm just not giving any fucks. I didn't give fucks before, but now all the fucks are lost. I'm checking all my pockets for a fuck to give, and gosh darn it if I can't find one. <laughs> I'm going to be celebrating 420 in Rhode Island. Comedy Connection, April 19th and 20th. Three shows, one show Friday, two shows Saturday. jessiemay.com for tickets. If you just hit my little tour tab, you can find tickets and ticket links to come see me live. Celebrate 420 with me. Y'all, I'll have some merch. I'll do meet and greets. A portion of my ticket sales and merch sales will go towards raising awareness and charity for Alzheimer's. I'll be donating to them, the Alzheimer's Association of America, who I'm going to be working with soon. I'm also going to be working with Hilarity for Charity, bringing some awareness to this terrible disease, and bringing my comedy to you guys because we all go through bullshit. We need to laugh and relate and connect and realize life ain't so bad. And even when it is bad, you can still laugh through that shit. Just try to not murder people. That's not cool. Murder is not cool. If there's anything you can learn from this podcast, (laughs) other places I'm going to be. I'm going to be in Chicopee, Mass. I'm going to be at the Comedy Loft in Chicopee, Mass. I'm also going to be doing a show in Hartford, Connecticut. That's the 2nd and 3rd of May. I'm going to be at the Saratoga Saratoga Winery, May 4th. I have a bunch of other dates up on my website. I'm going to be coming to, let's see, Phoenix, Arizona. I'm going to be coming to Albany. I'm also going to be coming to... 
um, Minnesota, Mall of America, Alberta, Canada, uh, D.C., Washington, D.C. A whole bunch of new dates have been put up. The links are on my website right now. The Saratoga link will be up soon. But uh, definitely come check me out in Rhode Island. I will be there for 420. And as you guys know, check out Weeds Day every Wednesday on Instagram and Facebook Live, 420 Pacific, 720 Eastern Standard. That's where I answer your questions. I raise up and blaze up with you. Uh, I get real intimate with you guys. We also hang out, shoot the shit while we're raising awareness for Alzheimer's and charity for Alzheimer's as well. So hanging out with me is a good thing because you also help give back. I'm trying to find a way to connect all the funny and give back to people in need. So by supporting me, you're supporting a good cause, and I appreciate you guys. I'm excited about our guest today. He's one of my comedy friends. He's hilarious. He makes me gut laugh. There's only a handful of people in my life that make me gut laugh. It's a special art to make a comedian gut laugh. (laughs) He's hilarious. He's an actor. He's a comedian. All around, wildly talented dude. I think you guys will really enjoy him. Please... Have a listen to Mr. Skylar Stone. Chicka chicka chow chow. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Peluso. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary. A deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's gonna get dirty. You might cry. you probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. I talk about my dog sometimes. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's gonna be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. Hey, everybody. It's Jessie Mae. My face is on fire. We'll get to why my face is on fire in a hot minute. Welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I want to give a shout out to all you listeners who've been listening and being so supportive of the pod and also to Hakuna Supply, which if you haven't heard, now you know the word. You can get some amazing stash products from your girl, Jessie Mae. A little, I'm doing a little tit shake. I don't know if you can hear it. Uh, we've got stash boxes, jars, grinders, rolling trays. A portion of the sales go towards World Wildlife Foundation and a foundation in Southern California to help homeless veterans. And also, from anything you purchase from me, show tickets, merch, whatever, what have you, a portion goes back to the Alzheimer's Association of America, bringing awareness and help to those diagnosed with that terrible disease that took my pops in October. Shout out to Joey P, Farts for Life. If you guys would like to take a piece of me home with you, one of my stash boxes, one of my stash jars, maybe a grinder, a rolling tray, go to hakunasupply.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso. And I'm also going to give you a promotional code 15% off for supporting me. <laughs> my dog is attacking the staff. Bunny, don't be a bitch. The promotion code is Jesse May CBD. Put that in checkout when you are done purchasing and you can get 15% off. <laughs> Speaking of being attacked, are you okay? <laughs> Bunny literally just went after everyone in the studio. She's six pounds. Let's welcome the incomparable. 
this is how we do it. Skyler <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside situation from yes. when we were in. Where, what, the, what country were we in? We, well, we could actually, you know, like a lot of comics like, oh, we've been to war together. It's just, we have. It just means they open for each other or something. <laughs> we've actually been to Beirut, so we've been to war together. Like, <laughs> That's the first time we actually hung out. Yeah, it was actually. In yeah, Beirut. you had done my show because I remember Mark Saratella um, got you on our show back in the day. And I met you briefly, but just one of those, you know, everybody's busy. We're just backstage. You're stoned. I'm not because I'm sober. You know what I mean? So like, you're sober. I'm so not sober. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're craving Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm thinking about my taxes. Like we were just not on the same page at the moment, you know. And then all of a sudden, you were on the um, Beirut thing, and we met uh, at the airport. Remember, Dude, you were sweating. I was sweating. You were s- literally so dripping in sweat. Beca- well, see, has Daddy lost some weight now? Daddy right. looks good. Daddy, Daddy looks good. Daddy's lost some weight. Um, <laughs> Daddy's lost seventeen pounds in two weeks. Um, little angry at myself because I just had about five handfuls of cheese hits when I walked in here. <laughs> you did. But you guys had no healthy options, so that's not my fault. Okay. <laughs> you did this to yeah. us. Yes, I'm going to call my Overeaters Anonymous sponsor and let them know I did nothing. I'm in a codependent relationship with everyone I meet. It's your fault, not mine. Um, so my face hurts. <laughs> your face. It should hurt. You look like. What did you say before the mic was on? You said you were like, "Should we put the, the these on?" And I said, "I look like a DJ from hell." Yeah, I had a I had a treatment done in my skin. It doesn't look so bad here, but if you see me in life, yeah, uh, you know, I look like Freddy Krueger's, you know, girlfriend. Um, you look like uh, Seal and Mikhail Gorbachev <laughs> had a kid. So. Like, <laughs> That's where we're at right now. I look like an aerial view of the Red Sea. <laughs> <laughs> All for vanity. Get rid of your chimples. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. You know, whatever. You look like your face ate a ghost pepper. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I look like I'm right out of the burn unit. This is, I'm just yeah. here. I'm a make a wish. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> My wish is to not be What if ATC fire? was like, what if like Bill Burr, the door opened, he's like, uh, kind of an awkward moment. We were actually bringing a Make-A-Wish kid in from the burn unit. <laughs> and I'm like... You're like, wow, good improv. <laughs> Terrible. We're going to hell. Um, um, yeah, Beirut. Beirut. I, we're not going to hell. I I am from hell, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah, if you want to come back there yeah. with me, you can. You're like, I can get you in the list. On the list. <laughs> I want to itch all my skin off. Can you touch it? I can't, and I've been trying not to, but it's so, so Have you sore. seen the trailer for that new movie, Six Feet Apart? <laughs> That's basically what's going on right now. I thought you were like, going to say Pet Cemetery. <laughs> no, have you heard about Six Feet Apart? Yes. It's literally about two people like in a, like a cancer ward that have a very f- rare form of some sort of a... Again, I'm going to butcher this. Someone's going to tweet me and go, that's not exactly what it's about. It's actually about this. But from what I gather, okay? These days you have to say that. And from I know. what I get... From what Allegedly. I, yeah. I speculate, okay? Yes. I'm not Wikipedia, okay? Anyway, there it's people that can't get close to each other or they'll get like a bacteria or something so two people that naturally can't get close to each other fall in love you know because that's a great log line for yeah god it's so original yeah dude that'd be amazing though for like marriage just like that's that's what would make a marriage six feet apart six feet apart all right at all times that's called we've been together 10 years (laughs) that's how you yeah this is called no divorce yeah like (laughs) me and my wife sleep so far in bed from each other at this point i'm sorry are you there babe what's going on Space, I think yeah. space is vital to keeping you close. That's Absolutely. irony. Actually, I just sent her to um, um, 
uh, I sent her to Denver to see her best friend. She was gone for like President's Day weekend, but she made like a longer week. It was like a five day weekend. And literally by day two, she's like, I can't get, wait to get back there and just suck that dick. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sending you to Denver every weekend. This is great. <laughs> Absence awesome. makes the whore come out. Yes. Not that your wife is a whore. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be okay with me if she was. Um, your wife is beautiful. She is pretty. Yeah. She's, she's a babe. She's not. You out. really, you married up there. Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Not yeah. question. Why do you think I'm losing the weight? <laughs> For her? <gasps> no, no. I'm just saying like, you know, it, I, mm-hmm. I used to go out in public and when I would see like a really hot girl with a guy it, it, that you can just have the whole restaurant's going, how did that happen? <laughs> then all of a sudden you become the guy that people are pointing at going, how did that happen? You're like, I never meant to get here. This is, uh, it's not where I meant to end up. So now you're trying to lose weight to keep up? That is not why. Honestly, <laughs> if it was vanity, I would have done it a long time ago because it's affected my booking ratio for years. Um, n- because here's the thing. I'm not like fat, fat. You know what I mean? I'm not like Kevin. Oh, I was about to say. Uh, Go ahead. Say it. Well, as fat as Kevin James ever was, okay? <laughs> you, these days, like, everyone makes you feel so bad for pointing out something. I'm not like Chris Farley, but here's the thing. In Hollywood, you have to pick a lane. You are, you are either fit guy or you are fat guy. <laughs> but when you're in, in between guy... You can be fat fit. No, I'm, I'm like, no, no. You look strong. You look like you could run right through this wall. You can be fat fit after you make it. Okay, so okay. Like, like Jack Black can go through like phases where like he's actually, oh, Jack Black looks good right now. But he's already Jack Black. He's already got there. Right. But, but Hollywood, he, was he fit before? When he made it, yeah, a thousand percent, no. Oh right, no. Okay. What I'm saying is, you, you 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 can be either one. You can't be the in between. Yeah. So you can be fit guy and make it. Okay, Tom Cruise, fit guy, fit made guy. it. Totally Channing fit Tatum, guy. fit guy, made it. Jonah Hill, fat guy. Yeah, okay? and then he got fit. Yes, but see, so after you can he made go. It. Uh, see, okay, but but he was. See, I think there's a flaw in your in what you're saying because Jonah Hill was fat guy. First of all, real quick, um, you can go fuck yourself, <laughs> but go ahead with your point. Yeah. <laughs> Don't forget I'm the guest. Anyway, um, so Jonah Hill was fat when he made it. I, it's, I'm know, sorry, he was overweight. Whatever the word hold is on. that will. Is she trigger? always this stoned? Just, just so I know. <laughs> I'm saying you can make it as there's two lanes that you can make right. it. Right. You are either fit or fat. I see, but he crossed over. So is that like an anomaly? Hold on. You can make it fit, okay? And then you can once you've blown up, you can become fat, like. Marlon Brando, okay? Yes. Or you can make it fat and then you can get fit. You can't be Mr. In-Between Guy while in the process right, of trying to make it. Right, because people need to identify you. Because when you go in, they're like, you know, they, they're like, he's good, but we got a hotter guy. He's good, but we got a fatter guy. So you need to be the hotter or the fatter guy. <laughs> and then in the process, try not to want to like stab yourself because That's it's what I'm saying. so grueling. It's a problem. I just keep going on these like lead roles where it says like, you know, um, you know, like, you know, uh, nice guy, you know, guy next door, very friendly, you know, fit, super together. Uh, every guy wants to be him. Girls want to date him. And I'm walking in next to like Channing Tatum's that are like, eh, we're probably going with the Channing Tatum guy over here. You know what I mean? <laughs> or I'm going in on like slovenly. Looks like he hasn't been out of bed in days. Doesn't comb his hair. Eats Cheez-Its for breakfast. Sips on Diet Cokes during podcasts. You know what I mean? Yet never gets skinnier. What's up with Diet Coke? Is it even working? You know what I mean? And I'm walking in and there's like a, <laughs> there's like a guy that's way fatter than me. They're like, Skylar, you actually look really good next to this guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I either, I either make the handsome guys look really handsome or the fat guys look really fat. What was like? It's time for, it, I'm just, you know what? I'm going to give up. I'm just going to get no, fatter. Don't. No, don't. Don't get, don't get fat. Don't you dare. Okay. Because I feel like everything like, on your face I don't face want to will... run into you LAX again sweating. Please well, don't. I know. I don't. And I feel like everything will pop off of you because you look like you're, you're, you know, like 
you look strong. So I feel like if you get any bigger, everything's just going to pop off of your face. Like kind of like, I'm going to be like Large Marge when she freaks out in yes. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yes, 100%. Gotcha. What have you, what was like the worst audition you ever went on or like something that happened? I already have it. What? Well, wait, wait, did, wait, is that without the question? Or is yeah, that just it? like the most awkward or worst audition. Because oh, I feel this, like all of them are. I, I'm really glad that you brought up awkward because that's exactly what this was. Okay. <laughs> Picture, if you will. Um, you just took the biggest breath. <laughs> yeah, I did because I, I this one is really hard to get out. Okay, okay. also I'm holding in a shit. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Hot morning cheese it shit. Uh, yeah, you know it's all that sodium. Um, so um, okay, here's the deal. I was in shape at this point in my life. So at this point in my life, I was going out on roles that mattered. And when I say mattered, I'm talking about a little franchise called Die Hard, okay? I've heard of it. Yes. I've heard of it. You know, I definitely used to shit. flick my little bean to Bruce Willis. Wait, did you really? I used to love Bruce Willis. We, we used to? What's wrong with him now? I don't know. You know, I'm just kind of over it. Really? Yeah, I'm kind of over it. I'm on to like Brad, Bradley Cooper now. But continue. Really? Yeah, totes. Totes my goats. That's what chicks do. Yeah, you got to move on. You know, you have to evolve your, your celebrity crush. So it used to be Bruce Willis. Now it's Brad Coops. Now it's it's the coops. Now it's the coops and the poops. You know, I hope coops gets fat just I so I can show you my theory. <laughs> I would still get up in it. You would really? I don't know if I would. He would get up in it. Did you see A Star Is Born? Yeah, I did. Really? A couple times. <laughs> yes. you, you watch that movie and you're like, ooh, bitch, a UTI <laughs> was born. Oh. <laughs> you put so many things in there while watching that. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay, here's the so deal. so Die Hard. At this time, I'm life. sweating because my face is literally the oh, color. Well, my how the of tables crimson. have turned. <laughs> <laughs> how did you adjust me? Well, I was sweating at airport, and she was burnt at a studio. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> she looked like she came out of the flames of Icarus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sore to laugh. Oh my gosh! Okay, so Die Hard. Die Hard. Um, so um, a lovely casting office. Um, I'm going to leave their names out of it, actually. Yeah, go ahead. Um, but they were over on Vine Street, and uh, I remember getting the call, and they're like, you need to be at this place at uh, 10.45 a.m. tomorrow. It was a last-minute audition. I think I got You know how they go. I yes. got it like 6 p.m. the night before. And you have to work on it, and it's the yeah. most grueling thing ever. Four scenes. <laughs> four scenes. Oh, man. Now, for those of you out there, maybe you know, you're know you not in the business, and you think, oh, four scenes, big deal. I, I wrote four memos today at work. Four scenes is hard. It's yeah. Four, it, that means there's four situations where you are in charge of figuring out where your character's coming from, where they're going, what they're feeling inside, what's going on with the other place. Like you, it, it, it's, and, and this was chunky dialogue. It was like, there were like monologues in this and shit. Oh, you know? damn. Some fucking like soliloquies as it fucking were. In okay? the night before. Yes. So um, I went out and got a new outfit. Uh, because that's what you do when you're an actor also. You go out and you buy outfits, and some of these stores are pretty hip to that, uh, and so there are no returns, you know what I mean? So uh, when you're on Melrose, so I'm on Melrose, I get a hip little outfit. Uh, I pay to go see, I think, Leslie Kahn. Um, oh, yeah. Charged me an arm and a leg because I went, I mean, I went there for a good hour, hour and a half session. We were not, I was not leaving that room until I had like. You felt comfortable. Yeah. Yeah, so it was like second, you yeah. know, second nature. Yep. And so, I mean, just like when you guys watch sports out there, we, ha we have coaches too. We go to somebody that's like a pro that's known for booking, you know, people for roles like this. So, or if you can't afford that, you go to somebody who still thinks they're going to make it. Yeah. And they. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes there's other comedians that like to make you think that, you know, they're like, oh, dude, I can get you this early. How come you never got one of these? Anyway, um, and they're like they're bragging about some like one CSI credit they have. You know what I mean? And then you look it up and you find out like their brother directed it. And it's like, oh, so you didn't even book that. So. Student film. Yeah, exactly. Home, home video. Yeah, exactly. I was in a home video once. Yeah. Oh, were you, Gregory? Great. I'm still crying on Melrose. 
Um, so I, I thought you were in the English patient. No, I'm I'm actually English, and I was a patient at Cedar Sinai. Oh, okay, I didn't understand that credit I'm a at all. Patient at the burn unit. <laughs> okay. It's gonna. That's go. two burn unit jokes too. Too Jessamay Peluso. She's on Twitter. Attacker. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Literally attack me. I already look like I got attacked, so you can't really hurt me anymore. Yeah. She also said she thinks it's funny that Luke Perry died. You did say that. So. Did I? No, I'm kidding. You never oh. said that. I'm... <laughs> See, I was like, did I? <laughs> Jesus, I'm a cruel human. <laughs> I do. I could have gone with that. And you were I like, know. You were like, fuck, I you didn't know I said that. You get me all the time. You, I got you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty fun. You did. And so. Um, Audition. I, I get all ready. Um, I go to bed early. I'm ready, dude. I wake up in the morning. I run it with my roommates. Um, one of my roommates came with me. Ran it with me like outside the parking lot, like like this. Wow! Like, I never forget. My, my friend looked at me. It's just like, bro, I, I I really think this is yours. And this was like, you know, this was about a decade ago when like they're they're starting to look at all the franchises from our youth and go, who's gonna who's gonna pick up like the who's gonna take the baton and all these? Like they were giving like they're putting Shia LaBeouf and like Indiana Jones. Right, right. They're putting you know um, someone in Die Hard. That so next like generation. Yeah, just inject like a little youth. So it's like you know there's a lot of you know Bruce Willis jokes like making jokes with, like a younger guy about th- younger things. You know. Right. What is this a fucking iPod? You know that kind of you know what I mean. <laughs> and so um, oh, you didn't know I do Bruce Willis. <laughs> How you doing, Bruce Willis? Heard you flick your bean to me. <laughs> um, God. Yeah. <laughs> Why does it always look like he's trying to figure out who farted right behind him? I was just going to say, it looks like like, you're smelling a fart. No, he's always like. (laughs) And it was just him. No one farted behind him. So, um. You go in. Um, I'm in the waiting room and there's no one in the waiting room. I'm like, okay, no one's in the waiting room. Long time passes. And then somebody finally walks through and like, hi, Skylar. Uh, Deb's going to be right with you. And then like, um, you know, like walks over and goes, did you get some water? And, you know, casting offices have like the fanciest water. It's yep. like infused with like mint and strawberry and Vicodin. And so like I went over and I got myself some water. And uh, Or it's a water fountain that a homeless person's pissing in. I but mean, all this That's is a different like, kind of casting It's office. levels of casting. Yeah, yeah. And there's a spectrum. Yeah, at this There's point. a cast system to the casting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one, if it was on the casting Yelp, it would have five stars. <laughs> okay. Sure. 431 <laughs> reviews. All right. Two of those stars are A-listers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one of them's Alec Baldwin. He's just there. Yeah. He's, there. he's in the hallway judging you. Yeah, yeah. He just sits <laughs> quietly and does crosswords. Is that what you're going to do? I'm going to do that for you. Um... So I uh, I go over, uh, she calls me in, and it's four scenes. I just want to say that one more time. It's four scenes. Yes. And um, one of them, I'm screaming because I'm in a car, and it's a very intense situation. It's in the movie. It, there's a scene where a younger I, – I, I keep saying a younger guy because I don't want to give away what happens. But right. There's a younger guy that, in, that has this crazy scene. And so scene one, out of the park. I could tell on her face she was just like, wow. Like, you know – when they're putting on, a, um, like, oh, oh, you didn't do a good job, and so I'm just going to make you feel it. Yep. But you know when you did do a good yep. job. You feel it inside, and you see it on their face, like, because the look is usually, huh, that's an interesting way to go. Because, like, you put your own flair on yeah. it. Yeah. I thought about this yesterday. I was at the grocery store, and I was buying hot dog buns and hot dogs. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> I love hot dogs. It's my guilty pleasure. Oh, they're I haven't great. had one in so long. They're great. Oh. And so we, we were buying them. Um, and I, I noticed that there's, you know, there's eight hot dogs in a, a hot dog package and there's 12 hot dog buns in a hot dog package. And I remember that scene in Father of the Bride when Steve Martin freaks out and he's taking like hot dog buns out. And then some, like, an employee walks up and goes, what are you doing? He's like, I am taking the hot dog buns out of the bag because for some reason someone decided somewhere this imbecile, they put eight hot dogs in 12 hot dog buns. And he's like freaking out. <laughs> and I was thinking about how like, 
on paper, there's no way that scene was as interesting as Steve Martin made it. Do you understand right, what I'm saying? Right, yeah. Like, it's just like a guy going, oh, I'm taking these out because I'm doing this. But Steve Martin turned it into like a Steve yeah. Martin-ism and talked the way that he talks with his fingers in his yeah. hands. So like, that's what I did. I know that I gave it something where she was like, you know, oh, wow, we didn't see anyone do it this way. She was, Skylar, go on to the next scene. And you know when like they say it like that, like, oh, I, I can't wait to see what your work is next. Your choice is on this. So I start the second scene. No, I don't know what that's like. I've never actually... They're just like, can you stop the scene and leave? I don't even get through the first scene. They're like, ma'am, this is a coffee bean. Why are you reciting? <laughs> Why are you doing a Star is Born? Like, hello? I'm just trying to get discovered, guys. Uh, you're the only person that will ever know why that voice that I'm doing right now guys, is funny. Guys, we'll tell them. We'll tell them. Uh, we'll tell them later. I don't think we can. Okay, we okay, won't. All right. Fine. So, um, inside joke really works for a podcast. All right, anyway. Um, <laughs> So um, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she says, she goes, um, or I just hear it like, I'm literally, oh, sorry, start the second scene. The second scene is the yelling, freaking out in the car, losing it. I mean, it is, there's a crescendo to this bad boy. You have to get to a level. I'm on a hyperbolic rise to fucking manicness. I'm screaming. I'm going nuts. I'm committed. I'm not even thinking about the sides. I think this, my, my lines are on the floor. I'm not even looking at them. I'm so in it and I right. know them. And all of a sudden, I just hear on the door. Oh, fuck. A knock on the door, and I go, I, I, I just ignored it. And so I keep going, and then I hear again. If Who the way, fuck? Dude. Who the fuck? By the way. Alec in the hallway? Yeah, you know what I love about this? You think that that knock is the worst part of this story. Oh, my God. All of a sudden, um, she goes, I, Skylar, I'm, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. One second. And she looks over. She goes, yes. And the door opens. She goes, you told me if the... It came through. Oh, Skylar, get, uh, one second, please. She walks out. They close the door. It's paper thin walls. Oh my! Oh no! This is an old ass building. All right. <laughs> if someone farts on floor nine and you're on two, you're like, <laughs> not floor nine. Did Ted have cheese? Oh, God damn it! Ted they're, have cheese again? They're farting on floor nine. I told you no dairy, Ted. <laughs> all right. So all of a sudden, I hear her on the phone. She's on the phone with UTA, a very powerful agency in Hollywood. Not UTI, which is a very yes. powerful infection in my pants. <laughs> when she watches A Star is Born. All right. Don't even get her started on the fucking sniper movie that, that he made. Zol. Yeah, because you Zol. love, if there's two things you love, it's guns and cocks. It, oh, yeah. God, oh, yeah. yeah. So. So you hear through the walls. I hear through the wall. They close the deal for Justin Long to play the role that I'm reading for. Uh, Literally, this guy, Justin's a friend of mine, by the way, but he has beat me for so many <laughs> things. I don't even know if he knows how many times he's beat me. I was up for the lead role in Waiting, and uh, he got that, and then they gave me like five lines you know, in the movie. Yeah. I was up for the lead role in Accept It, and the director was like, oh my God, we really love you. And then all of a sudden he got it, so they gave me like two lines in that one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm famous for getting like a couple lines in all of his movies. <laughs> But I don't know if he really knows that I was ever up for the leads. I think he just kind of thinks, ah, oh, there's Skylar. He's a two-line role oh, yeah. guy. <laughs> no, I'm actually trying to be a 25 million line role. Uh, so um, then we actually did another movie together. We did three movies together, Walking with Dinosaurs. That one, we were both leads. So that was kind of cool. Wait, but, but uh, what happened? What happened? when Did you cry? So, oh, yeah. So I didn't cry. So they closed the de- He had always, like, 
I heard them. Talk, the call was on speaker because oftentimes. Why would they do that? Because the cast, the associate needs to take notes, you know, on, on, a, on a notepad and she needs to close the deal. They're going over deal points and stuff. They were just, they were, you could tell that this has been closing for some time, but there was a sticking point because they weren't actually going over the numbers right, and the right. price. So that you can tell that was all kind of sorted out. Like, you know, because after was, you figure out price, they figure out like, you know, how big is your trailer going to be? And like, you know, to what day can they hold you for doing ADR? And when are you free? Like, And you're listening you're, to all this shit on speakerphone I basically realized something in Hollywood that a lot of people don't know like when in a big role when a big actor is up for something you know they don't know if it's gonna f- close so yeah, they're they gonna have to keep, keep auditioning they're gonna keep putting people on yep. tape until they know yep. and that's all I was I was a backup Ugh. you know what I mean and so all of a sudden um, it's like 20 they, feet from stardom yeah you, 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 but you, for yeah, actors yes so you could hear 20 the, feet from fart what's, star, what's 20 feet from stardom it's a documentary about the backup singers oh that's right the, it's really the, the good. soul singers and yeah. yeah the women who like add that the flavor and the spice and the the musicality in the background that should be in the front foreground and so all of a sudden they they close the deal they, she comes back in acts like it never happened and goes all right Go on to scene three. Oh fuck! And now you. I'm like, I'm going on to scene walking into the ocean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, at that point, I was just like, I, and I had to do it. The worst part about it, though, is if you think about it, I'm halfway through scene two, and she doesn't even remember that, so she's not even <laughs> committing to like lying well. She just basically told me, "Go ahead and go to scene three. It's like, well, I didn't even do the most important scene in the audition. I'm not even done. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's and then you have to like. Go out again. Yeah. You have to like throw that away, throw that whole day away, yep. and go out again. Oh yeah, you have to keep getting. Oh beat no, I had an audition fuck. later that day for for some TV show. They always say if you go out for auditions, it's good to like either book something fun in the afternoon or have like a couple auditions, so you're not focused so focused on that one audition. I had a um uh uh an ex that in my life, it, it, she um would tell me when you're done with your auditions. Act like your your script is literally like poison. Like throw it, get the fuck out oh, of your I hands. Oh, I throw it away. I throw yeah, it all get away. It, get rid of it. Yeah, I delete you know? all the emails. Yeah. And then I call my mom and tell her she's a fucking asshole. Yeah. I just get it all out, you know? All and the she, she would also, she also gave me this great advice too. She would also say, never trust anyone, including me, because I'm cheating on you currently. So that was fun. Whoa. Yeah, that was my ex. Yeah. Whoa. That was crazy. I was kidding. She didn't give me that advice. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But you didn't get the joke. I didn't, no. <laughs> No, I didn't get it. That's probably why you didn't get the audition, because I didn't get the joke. <laughs> oh, my God. Justin Long. Justin Long. Je- Jeepers Creepers was like one of the first movies that I think I remember seeing him That's in. another one he stole from me. You were going to do Jeepers Creepers? He stole Jeepers Creepers, Waiting, Accept It. Uh, and then I don't remember the name. Did you read for Jeepers two. Creepers? Die Hard and then some other indie movie. Yeah, I read it for that. Yeah. I loved that movie when it came out. I never saw it. You never saw it? I just Come moved on. here. Like, it was the first movie that I'd ever, like, really read a few times for the lead and didn't get. I'm like, I don't want to. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to go fucking pay to see this when you didn't fucking <laughs> pay to use my services. You know? I got really far. Um, I did an audition for Ted and to be the Teddy Bear's to be the teddy girlfriend, bear? oh. Tammy Lynn. That's funny. And I got, like, three callbacks. I don't remember there being a girlfriend. There was that blonde chick from the grocery store. Oh, okay. And she had the, for like a small role, there were a bunch of lines. And I remember like same thing, like being so excited. Yeah. So did you feel like going like day one when it came um, out? Like, uh, I hey, went, I did. Let me, oh. I saw it because I wanted to see how, where Jeff, I failed. Jessamy, um, I, we're, we actually just thought we all gathered today. This isn't even a podcast. It's an intervention. Um, you're retarded. Um, I know, and you're gonna have emails from people that are gonna be angry about that word. 
Can we cut that out? <laughs> no, we're keeping it in, and we're gonna interject. No, but you know what? You know what I'm tired of. You know what I'm tired of. Tell me. I'm tired of people assuming your meaning. Yes, assuming what your in- if I can't assume right. your gender, you can't assume my meaning. No, even like meaning of words. Wait, do I look like a guy? Yeah, like if I say, "Hey, that guy looks like a faggot." No, what if I mean he looks like a bundle of sticks? He could be a very thin man. Did you know that a bundle of sticks is, is- a faggot? So I'm saying. Like, if I say it, how can people tell me? Like, if I say he looks like that, how can someone go, that's offensive to me? I didn't, I wasn't even using it in the way that you think that I'm using it. Isn't it? It's interesting as people. Like, retarded? I meant he looks uh, heavily doused down. Like, he has, like, he's, (laughs) he has flame retardant on. Oh, he looks like what I should have been wearing before I was burned. Yes, I was here to say you look retarded. Retarded. Like, somebody put retarded all over your face. Yes. Yes. I get it now. Or they put it everywhere but your face. Right. My face is the only place that is, wasn't it didn't retarded. Get, it wasn't retarded. I got it. <laughs> What do you think? This is either going to do really well on social media or really bad. <laughs> well, they know it's not what, what the meaning is. Like, Don't you think it's interesting as people who make a living off of words and linguistics and speaking, yeah. how now words are triggering people more? It's, it's crazy. really interesting and you know the only one you can't really do it though is the n-word there, there is no other meaning no, for that. i mean yeah <laughs> there's that's no, just, that one just means what it you're means just be, you're, there's a lack of yeah. creation going but with on. the ones we use so far there are other meanings so. <laughs> Creativity. so i'm gonna get in trouble for assuming people's gender in public which i already have before by the way i said ma'am to someone the other day and she said don't assume my gender i'm like oh what well I, but i and she was nice about it but it was also like it, it was embarrassing like it was, she was nice but then other people looked at me like you jerk! And I'm like, wait, where, where was like, this? Like, you don't want to say it. All these people are like, like you knew either. You know what, I mean? what did like, she look like? Just she, she. Okay, I want to be careful with my words. She looked like a female. Okay. And I said, ma'am, and she didn't want to be called ma'am. And I, what was she a man? It wasn't an age thing. She, no, she let me know that she's not a man, but she, I think. So bio, she's a man. She was a man. Biologically, she's she's female. Okay. She doesn't identify as that. So I'm saying, like, if I if I think it's if I can't assume people's gender, you can't assume my meaning. It's I think very that's difficult. Fair. I think it's it's a very difficult subject. Like, you're a father. Uh huh. What if your child came to you? How old are they now? Because they're still they're still young. The twins are young. Um, they are three and a half. Okay, so say at like nine. They come and they're like, I want, I want to switch my gender. I'd be down. Really? Yeah. What, do, totally what do you do? Do you? I actually choose? hope one of them's gay. Like, uh, I know that's not the same thing, but I'm just saying. No, we really do. We're, we're like, we're like grooming one to be. We're like hoping. <laughs> You're grooming a kid. That sounds terrible. Actually, that sounds like Michael Jackson stuff. I meant just like you know. I don't know if that's legal to groom. No, we're, child we're, to we're be hinting. Gay. No, we're just hinting. Yeah, like you know, like what, like how? We like, you know, like we're like, like. <laughs> well, for instance, we did a gender reveal party. And um, Carter was supposed to be a girl, according to the place that we went to. Really? Yes. We we have an entire gender reveal video where there, we were going to have fraternal twins. One's a girl, one's a boy. And we're all like crying and high-fiving and hugging. And then a couple months later, like, uh, yeah, your genders uh, aren't, you don't have them correctly have identified. Boys. have two boys. Yeah. yeah. The, and, and now here's the thing. In this, and so, we, so Carter, we're just like, you know, you were supposed to be a girl. So we're kind of pushing him. <laughs> You know, to go to the, back to what maybe he was, and then he flipped in the womb. Yeah, we're just we're inviting his feminine side to come out because we're like, oh, I think that's what God wanted. Yeah. You're the one that you're the one that kind of went against what you're <laughs> supposed to. You know, we're just going to the natural. Yeah. You know, maybe he had a vagina, and then he's like, not for me, gross. Yeah, and then just pulled it out. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> it's like, we're not doing anything major. It's like little things, like you know, in the morning, like you know, we're like Hudson. You know, you want to go outside and play catch and listen to some Metallica. You know what I mean? <laughs> 
But like with Carter, you know, we're just like, uh, Carter, come over here. We're, we're going to learn how to make a souffle. What's that playing? Oh, that's, that's a band called Wham. Have you ever heard of them? They're a really good band. Anyway. Um, but don't so. you think in this generation, in this day where gender is being selected after you've already been born, where you can actually switch your gender, don't you think having a gender reveal party is a little presumptuous? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's also a waste of money. Like you have this, you spend this money on having a gender reveal party. What if... Timmy wants to be Tanya later on. Yeah. You've wasted and you've ruined yeah. your kid's destiny. Yeah, pretty much. I, it's just a very tricky time. Now, would you, if your kid at like eight or nine, if the boys come and they want to be girls what, and they want to have surgery, they're like, I want to. I want At nine? Well, if they, you know. That's a bit intense. So when when can they have surgery then as a parent that you feel is is, is okay? I I, th- I I think you can support children, but I don't think you should start doing anything medical until people are like of an age where they know that what they're saying is not like a passing, you know. Right. Because when I was I knew eight- I knew of a child that came home and like told their parents like I, I'm pretty sure I'm gay, and then literally three weeks later, and, and nobody be- like there were no like signs ever. I'm not saying that you would always know, but like. Oftentimes, Brett Ernst has a great joke where he says, "Like he's like, hey man, I don't know what you all believe in. Like some of you may believe you become gay, you choose to be gay. He goes, where I'm from, I'm from New York, and my little brother, like that bitch was born different. He goes, he came out of the womb going, hey, like yeah. you know, he has a whole fucking routine on it. It's so funny to me. And oftentimes, I feel like you do kind of like I definitely there were two kids in elementary school that I uh, that I thought were gay when I was younger, and they've grown up and they both are gay. So I, I was batting a thousand there. I'm yeah. like, I'm like oh, I got a good gaydar. Yeah. Um, but now, like, I feel, so this this girl came home and said, I'm gay, and the parents and everybody were like, what? And then three weeks later, she's like, yeah, everyone was just talking about it at school, so I just wondered if maybe I was. I'm like, why didn't you come home and say you were wondering if you were that way? Well, you know I think like, maybe the pressure, and also it's just, you know, having a label is more satisfying than not, I think, for a lot of people. Because I, I think when you have a label, you're connected to something. Yeah. You know, you you have a, a built-in community, especially with the LGBTQ yeah. you know, community, that it's, it's, a very, it's a very strong community. So I think kids who maybe are missing that uh, gravitate towards it. You know, yeah. for me, I think it definitely, like, when kids are born, if they're gay, like, that's something that is just they're born with. Yeah. You know, I think it's a natural part of this whole situation. Yeah. You know, I mean, look at how many people are on the planet. We all can't be homosexuals. <laughs> I mean, we all can't be straight because if we're all straight, there's going to be way too many people. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, homosexuality is just a natural process in nature to slow us the fuck down. You know, and the and the homosexuals can take our babies and raise them the right way. <laughs> Well, they're much more refined they than are, the people. Yeah. They are more refined people. Yes. You know, there's a, there is a, there's a, babies. There's a gay uh, man that came before um, Congress. Um, I could have said went before Congress. No, but came before. Came. <laughs> so um, what? A gay yeah. man who came so, before yeah, Congress? And it was like, wow, look at that. Wow, it's everywhere. And he just jerking off. He and just like, got yeah. over everybody. Yeah. All the congressmen and the congresswomen got sprayed. It yeah. was like SeaWorld. Yeah. <laughs> State of the Senate, SeaWorld. So tell me more about this gay guy who <laughs> came before Congress. Capitol Hill. More like Capitol Spill all over you. <laughs> anyway, um, so he... Um, but he, uh, I don't even know what I was saying. You what were saying that? this gay guy came before Congress. Yeah, and he, he spoke and talked about, it, it, I think there was some sort of a bill that was being passed um, that affected the homosexual community. And so he was there to speak on their behalf. And he was so refined, so like 
handsome, like if Channing Tatum fucked like, you know, Stephen Hawking's brain and had, this guy was yeah. just like fit together, like a, a man's man. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, wait, did I say he was gay? Yeah. I can't believe that. I'm really fucking up the story. He, he wasn't gay? I, no, he's he's the son of two gay men. I, oh, wow. Yeah, I, I gave away like, I, I fucked Freudian him slip. Yeah, because well, I, th- I think I kind of wanted him. Yeah, because you wanted spoke. to slip it right in nah, there. Yeah, because I wanted to, you know. You want a little bit of the sausage in the yeah, pocket? it down just a little bit. Oh, yeah. Did it that I better do just a little bit. You know that fucking 50 cent Yabba dabba do just a little bit? What did you just say? God, my face is so fucking Flicks on red. me, suck a bit ah! a little bit. Suck a doon, suck a little bit. So he was sh- Elemental P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, just a little bit. You know that? You God, know that? make it stop. <laughs> so he was a straight man. Speaking before commerce. And he was raised by dads. Raised by dads, mm-hmm. you know. That's pretty cool. And But he, his whole speech was about like, you know, um, my name is, you know, John Smith. I am the son of so. Oh no, he he leaves. Uh, who his parents are out. Talks about all of his accomplishments, credits, like who he is. Yeah. Oh, because I I think he was brought in because there were people like saying like you know um, um, we need old school family value traditional right. family you know men need to grow up with a with a with the a, feminine with spirit a mom the male and spirit dad. Yeah. yeah and he came in and like you could just tell like some of these like straight congressmen were just like. Uh, my kid is addicted to Cheez-Its and Diet Coke. What, what the <laughs> yeah. fuck's going on over yeah, here? Well, yeah, how did this kid become so well-rounded? It was a great speech. You, you got to find it. Just Google, you know, straight guy speaks before Congress. Oh, day. yeah, I'm sure that <laughs> Yeah, go, oh, yeah, come that on. actually might pull it up. It might. I was going to say straight guy speaks before Congress. That's like all the videos. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's it's an interesting thing where people get judgy. Have they you get noticed judgy. when you, like, because our phones, our phones and our, and our search systems will figure out most things, have you noticed just how lazy you become as like a typer? Oh God, I'm so impatient. I don't even want to type who anymore. No, I'll, no, I'll just like like if I was like doing guy speaks before Congress with gay dads, and it's all constant. I'll just write. I'll just write guy spits. You know before. <laughs> constipation with gay and it'll find it duty ads like all of a sudden it's like oh here's your video i'm like i don't even get close to that we're, we're getting so dumb. i don't even i'm like it's I'm, I'm like fucking typing with my elbows at this point i'm like my fingers are sore <laughs> and my phone's like i got you bro <laughs> you know all this talk about like offensive words and things that offend people um are you texting right now? No, I'm type. I think that's a funny bit, so I'm writing it down. Oh my god, this is what don't, don't, this you, is what it's like to have a conversation with comedians all the time, and I do it to my mom, I do it to my own family. But like, you'll be mid conversation, and they, we just go right to our phones, and we're like, not just let, let me just, I need it because literally, if you don't write it down right then, you forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and speaking of bits, do you know Doug Stanhope's bits about words and being offended by words? Uh, I probably about do. the word retard and imbecile specifically about how retard replaced imbecile. It is such a genius joke and it really articulates sort of the sensitivities surrounding being triggered and offended by terminology. By the way, does the microphone smell this bad? This microphone needs to be cleaned. Yeah, this one smells a little bit like like cow. Yeah, when's the last time he has fucking had some Lysol on <laughs> this shit? My God. Yeah, so we met in Beirut. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Want to go back to that. The one thing that I think of every time I see you is this is what we're used to. <laughs> so, Jessime, <laughs> we did um, this This guy, Ron Sinkowski, uh, he's a cool guy, and um, he had this really brilliant idea to bring comedians to Beirut. And so, 
a, mean, a place that didn't really have a comedy yeah. culture. I mean, right away, anybody out there listening probably is like, why would you? Would you everybody, yeah. What would you do in Beirut? Does everybody ask you when you say you went to Beirut, like, oh, did you perform for the troops? Every, yeah. every single time. And, and we also, by the yeah. way, we really don't have any troops no. there. And it's not. Oh, yeah. You can tell there's no troops there. That's for sure. Yeah, you definitely can tell there's no troops there. And yeah. you also, it's a, Beirut is a type of city and Lebanon's a type of, of country where you literally can see the crossroads of war and them sort of like oh, yeah. evolving. Beirut has stretch marks. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it has a stretch. Like there's a building with like a literal bomb yeah. scar yeah. and then like a brand new high rise hotel. Right next to it. Right next and to it. And by the way, no one's in the hotel. No one's in the hotel. Yeah. Everyone's in the underground it's a bunker. Front. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really interesting place to go to because you see the war and you see them healing. And we went there. We had some shows. Those were a lot of fun. The food is fucking oh God, phenomenal. Falamenke. So Falamenke. Falamenke. There's a restaurant called Falamenke. Falamenke. And it's unbelievable. It's so good. It's so delicious. And my favorite dish was um, hummus with meats. <laughs> it's like, no, it's just hummus with meat. I'm like, no, hummus with meats. You're like, so what's it's, in this dish? It's, it's the hummus and then the meats. It's hummus with shrimps. <laughs> like, yeah, it's all it's very literal. It's just meat. <laughs> yeah. It's not meats. It's so, so good. But we like, you know, we were talking backstage about your pacing back and forth. Well, hold on. So we had gone one time without Jessamay. So Jessamay did not come the first time. And so I already had an idea of what these shows go like. Right. You know what I mean? The crowds and all that. And the, the Friday night show, the first time I went there, was unbelievable. It was bonkers. It was like... You could tell these people were literally like it's like it's like it, it, you've been you've been kind of jerking off all day but not ever finishing and then the girl finally comes over and then you're like okay here we go oh boing you, know, you just blow it I've out I've never you know? had a day like that yeah well because you're not a guy yeah um, okay so yeah we jerk off and get ready and right you know, that's all thing, you just so. it's pre party yeah it's pre party yeah, yeah you tailgate it <laughs> tailgate <laughs> that's good um, and so I'd already done it. And so we did um, six shows the first time, and we were doing six again. And so Jessime, you know, and and uh, who else was there? With us? It was Amir, Amir K. K. It was and Byron, Byron Bowers. Bowers, and that was it, right? That was yeah. just us. And so, you know, you guys naturally had questions for me, like, you know, how did it go? What should I expect? Like, you know, I was telling you guys, like, what the crowds are and what they're not and stuff. And like, yeah, and know, like the references, like how, you know, it's one thing changing your reference when you perform, yeah. like, between L.A. and, say, Oklahoma. Yeah. But your references from, like, America to Lebanon, you really have to check yourself. Well, I have an entire bit on Target, and they don't have Target there. <laughs> so, would have been a dumb idea to do a bit on Target. Right, right. You know what I mean? So, um, it, it, the first show goes... And none of us bombed, but it certainly wasn't like one of those like, oh, I'm going to Instagram to talk about how great the crowds right. in Beirut are. Right. Like you guys are just looking at me like, I feel like I just performed maybe in Fresno. Like <laughs> it wasn't that cool. Sorry, sorry, Fresno. Sorry, Fresno, sorry. you're great. Fresno, yeah, you're Fresno, great. You guys are awesome. Fresno, you're cute. You're doing well. Both Everyone of your Quiznos you. are awesome. Oh god, yeah. you only get Hep C from them. You don't yeah. get like anything no, else. It's no, just the Hep C. No, yeah. Um, so the, yeah, the first show we were just like, all right, you know, this yeah. is a lot of fun, and it was hot. As but well, well, let's also balls. not forget like how much I told you specifically like you were I'm like I'm like Jessamine you're gonna fucking murder you're gonna fu like this this crowd you're not you're not even gonna fucking believe it when you when you get it's like fucking sex up there and so like you got up just kind of like, eh, it wasn't was great sex it was, it was like, sex yeah, it was I like guess sex where I'm definitely not gonna call a guy back yeah exactly but I had a good time but I I, I got I had what, a good time I got what I needed yeah I, I would tell my friends about them yeah yeah but you know yeah I tell them to wear a condom yeah exactly. <laughs> 
So um, I walk over to you. I'm nervous now. I'm pacing. We're backstage. There's fans blowing because it's so damn hot. There's no air conditioning. Yeah. There's a warm beer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't know. But so we're <laughs> pacing. You're sober. Yeah. We're going back and forth. And then the next thing you know, we do the second show. And you can tell we all wanted it. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not the crowd. Sometimes it's really... The comics need to kind of band together with a feeling of like, oh, no, we're going to do this. this. Yeah, not this, this. time. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, give it away. Okay, okay. And so, and so then, um, um, I think night one we decided to have me. We had a local guy, and then I was the first U.S. comic because I'm like really high energy, and so I went first, right? I went first, right? Yes. And then you were after me. Yeah. And so, I, and the comic was doing time in between, and so I get off stage. And now I, I mean, I'm murdered. I fucking destroyed. And I get backstage, and I'm like, oh, you're yeah. You're like a, you're just like a lion back from the kill. You're like, yeah, yeah. And so I come over real quick. Like I, I'm adrenaline. Okay, I'm, I'm. This is like, you know, you just have after you just have sex. Like you don't even make a lot of sense. You're like, hey, babe, could you, uh, cherries, uh, maybe like a, uh, a carbonated, but uh, not still. And you're like, a wide eyed. I can see yeah. all the whites of your eyes. And my, you know, my wife, my wife has to go like, you, you want cherries and you want sparkling water. Yes, babe, that's yeah, yeah. Cherries and so yeah, cherries, cherries and water, babe. Just, just get the fucking water in the cherries. You know, and so. <laughs> By the way, that sounds like a good post-sex. It like, sounds. I'm, I mean, like I I want cherries some of that. and water. Cherries and water sounds amazing. Yeah. The flavonoids so, alone. And so you go. Um, I come over to you, and I'm like trying to make sense. Do you know what I mean? And so I'm just like, Jesse, dude, do you hear them? And you're like, yeah, they sound. I'm like, yeah, that was amazing. Like, yeah, I did my bit. I took. I cut out the target part because, and then I, I closed my Adele bit. And I, you were dude, like I'm hyperventilating. You, were, yeah, I'm like, unbelievable, man. I'm so pumped for you. I'm like, that is a good crowd. And I went to you. I went this is what we're used to. And then I walked, <laughs> you away. walked away. But I said it like like I'm in an Allstate commercial. You know what I mean? Like someone you just broke it down on the side of the road like and J.K. Was... Simmons showed up and said, do you need some help? And like, yes, we do. It's like, listen, did you know you could save 10% or less if you call blah, blah, blah? Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what we're used to. You lit- it was like a line. Like I felt like it was a, like an audition yeah. that you nailed. Yeah. <laughs> this is what we're used to. I was like, okay, Skylar, is that what we're used to? What are we used to? This. Ca- also, catch your breath and you're sweating. You're, you're like hyperventilating and almost dying over there. And this has been an ongoing thing now. Every time I text it to you sometimes. What? This is oh, yeah. what we're used to. Remember that time? It's become our like... Like for anything, we cry laugh sometimes. I I told a couple people recently about when we were on the phone, and you were talking about something like a joke, an idea for a joke, and you really loved it. And you were like, "Oh man, I just can't remember what it was," and, and, and I'm trying to remember what it was. And you were like, "Do you ever like have something you really love and then you lose it?" And I was like, "Yeah, like my dad, oh my God. and he just died. Oh my God, I oh." Yeah, like my dad. We were crying, laughing. We were crying, laughing. You laughed. Like, I couldn't even hear you. You had oh. that kind of laughter. You were like, <laughs> you got to just let it out, you know? Well, we bonded. So that was That's cool- the other thing. We bonded over our dad. Yeah, my dad has the same thing. And so, you know, it's it, like you and I, your dad was further along. And uh, my dad is still sort of... Um, What's going on? Early stages. I don't know, man. It's like, we don't know. I can't tell if it's progressing or getting better. Is he living at home? Oh, yeah. He lives with my mom. Yeah, yeah. He still lives with your mom and you can't tell if it's getting... What are what's been happening recently? Just a lot of cycling within 10 minutes. Like, just a lot of like, you know, just, you know, 
repeating the same yeah within 10 minutes but but now you, see, you described a lot of things that you're going through that we have not experienced yet so i, I think we're definitely either i mean i've from the reading i've done some people um just have like a sort of light version of it forever like they don't ever like actually um sort of um uh, like evolve into the other stages yeah th- th- it can happen so you know it, how old is he he's born in 53 so 66 yeah See, early onset hits around forties or fifties. He this started this started seven years ago. So okay, he would have been fifty nine. Yeah, so I mean that's close to early onset, but still, yeah. you know, and it, it it can last a long fucking time. You know, it, yeah. it's it's such a brutal thing. It's such a slow burn, kind yeah. of like my face. Fahim 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 uh, Anwar was in the uh, in the par- the parking lot of the comedy store with me. And uh, we were talking about, um, I don't know how we got onto my dad and having Alzheimer's, but somehow we were talking about that. And um, he thought this this situation was very funny. And if there was any comic that's ever going to either, I, I need to turn it into a bit, but if there's anybody that could ever relate to this, laugh at it, or help me write it, actually, it would be you. So this really happened. So I go, um, he goes, well, tell me about that. Because Fim's such a nice guy. He, just, he wanted to know like a little bit about it. I go, well, I go, uh, you know, uh, today was weird. I go, my dad called and I go, this is, this is, this is a good example of how a conversation can go. And he goes, what? I go, well, um, he called me, he goes, Skylar, Skylar. I'm like, Hey dad, what's up? He's like, Hey, listen, listen, listen. Um, okay. So who was that guy back in the day? Um, he was like a jazz musician. Uh, I feel like he, uh, was from like Orange County or Long Beach or something. Uh, always do impressions of other people. Like when he was hanging out with you, I'm like Johnny Fair. He goes, "What about him?" I go, "What?" He goes, "You just said Johnny Fair." I go, "Well, you were asking Dad. You said who who did the impressions and was the jazz musician back in the day, like of my friend that like you know would always do impressions." He's like, "Oh, Johnny Fair." I'm like, "What?" He goes, "You were asking." He goes, "You were asking me." <laughs> Who was the guy? I go, what? Fahim's like, it's like a, who's on first? That's what what Fahim said. Fahim goes, dude, your dad is literally like the mental health version of who's on first. (laughs) We were going in a circle. And I go, dad, and I'm like, I'm laughing at the same time. He's like, what are you laughing about? I'm like, he's like, oh, did you have like a funny story about Johnny Fair to tell me? I'm like, yeah, dad, I do have a funny story about Johnny Fair to tell you. I, I was dying. It is. Dude. It's. It's a. It can be really fucking I'm funny. You have to write that down. It can be a really funny disease. It. It. Even in its most brutal of moments. Even in its most <sighs> cruel, like ripping from your your groin pain moments. It can be hilarious. Like, I. You know. I, I remember. I think it's everyone's nightmare or one thing that people worry about is being forgotten left or you know their parents not remembering them forgetting who they are and i remember the day my dad you know i was on the phone i was in la he's in syracuse this is like uh probably about a year and a half ago when stuff we realized something was wrong we didn't know what it was because it's such a creeper of a disease i'm on the phone with him and i'm high as hell and I realized, no. yeah, I know, shocker. I realized the value of sort of being high in moments with my dad in retrospect because it sort of let me glide through the moment as opposed to stressing out about it. You and I must get high in different fashions because like, <laughs> like I'm thankful that I've been sober for this. For like, <laughs> yeah, but no, but see, you and Doug Benson, I was happy as people well. like you and Doug Benson, and I mean, there are like, like, 
it's tough. I, I, I hesitate to call you or Doug Benson or some people addicts because I know that like the, the definition of an addict is like, you know, well, if you can't live without it, it's like, I think there's something, you got to go one step further because I've seen some people that can't live without it where it actually somehow enhances their life. <laughs> and you're, you're, I'm referring to people yeah. like you and Doug Benson and people that are just like, you know, oh no, I got to get, I, I got to get high if I'm going to do that. You know what I mean? But for me, like if I got high and got that news, I'd be like, dad, where are you? What's going on? Is the government on the line? Who's, are there people next to you? Are they green? Are they tall? What do they put inside of you? Dad, you're above ground. Dad, dad, you're out of goddamn spaceship. Like I would just like fucking, you know. I have had those moments as well. And, you know, it's not that like I was high the whole time to get through it, but there were moments when I looked uh, backwards. You were the whole time you there. There were moments like looking backwards. I was like, thank God that I had a blunt in that moment. But like I was on the phone with him and, you know, we're talking and, and he's just like, you know, I'm talking about my sister. He's like, yeah, Emily, I talked to her today and the babies are okay. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, now, okay, the babies, what are the babies' names? He was forgetting the names. And I was like, it's Karina and Elliot. Those are your niece, those are your grandkids. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then Emily's mom, and I was like, Emily's mom is Nancy. Nancy's your ex-wife. He's got a bunch of ex-wives. And then- How many times have you been married? Uh, they were married. They separated when I was nine. No, how many times have you, has your dad been married? Uh, two, two, I think. Two or three. But you don't know? I think two. Pretty sure for sure two. But there might have been one back in the day before I was around. You know, maybe. Interesting. I think it was definitely two. Okay. You know, and he's like, okay, Nancy is, you're an Emily's mom. And I was like, yep. And then he was like, okay. And now, who are you? And I just was like, like I was so high. Like I took a hit and I was like, yeah, like who am I? <laughs> Who's anybody? Yeah, that's a great question, Dad. You know, we're everyone. I, I love am you. It's like it's like <laughs> weed. It's like an existential question. It's like weed came in and just said, hey, hey, hey no, 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 we're gonna act like this is something other yeah. than what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, we're gonna. Oh no, no, your dad didn't forget you. He's asking yeah. you about existence. Yeah. A, con- a collective gonna... consciousness. <laughs> Like you know, what, you know, like Apollo thirteen, when when, when they have no energy left, like they have a certain amount of energy, and they're just like doing three, like recalibration, like we're gonna do two ticks to the west. So like you literally weed fucking Apollo thirteen tick you. Yeah. Oh, we're over here now. What's back there? Weed's like, don't worry about what's back there. Don't worry back there. Don't look back there. Don't even. You don't want to look back there. It's It's a creature that is gonna cause you harm. Do you like diarrhea? That's what that is. (laughs) It's emotional diarrhea. Yeah. Yeah. Who's anybody, Dad? It's a great question, Dad. I don't know, Dad. Do you know who you are? (laughs) No one's ever asked me that, but I think I'm everyone. And I think everyone is me, and I think everyone's beautiful. (laughs) You ever done DMT, Dad? (laughs) But it is like, you know. It's a it's a brutal disease, man. It's losing somebody slowly. You have to mourn them while they're alive. That's what makes it so brutal. Yeah. And you know, I feel like I was fortunate in the sense that he was gone in a year from diagnosis to death. Like that could have lingered on. That would have broke me. Yeah. You know. So thanks for leaving, Dad. Yeah. So um, <laughs> thanks for nothing. <laughs> Way to not be there or anywhere at this point for where, that matter. Where did you grow up? Where were were your parents together for They're still together now. Oh yeah, they're still together. So where did you guys grow up? St. Louis, Missouri. And what was that like? Like did, were you an affluent family? Were you struggling? Uh, I mean, I think I think we did fine. You know, I don't remember ever struggling, you know. I now know looking back that um they were working really hard and like What do they do for work? Uh, my dad wrote and directed commercials. Uh, he's a creative director for an ad agency. But he worked hard. Is that know? why you got into the industry? You think? Absolutely. I think. Um, I think. I really. I love. I love presentations. Yeah. I love like. I, I lo- can see you being good at that. I love just like, 
like, like and that's what stand up is really. It right? really is. You know, and uh, I love the idea of like gather around, gather around and like check out this thing I made. Like, right. And my dad would always come home with a commercial. I remember very vividly at Christmas time once or before Christmas time because it was a Christmas commercial. But he came home with a commercial um, and uh, and that's a big deal. Dad came home with a VHS tape. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, VHS. It's so clunky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's so huge. Yeah. Literally a VHS tape, like <laughs> yeah. like a fucking rack of ribs. Remember you know that I mean? sound of it going in and like oh, yeah. settling into <laughs> the... <laughs> like a transformer, yeah. you know? And being so excited about seeing Like it's something. so mechanical. Yes, yeah, so mechanical. And like it would... Um, uh, that'd be a great podcast. Hey, everybody, it's so mechanical. <laughs> <laughs> it, this is the podcast yes, where we talk about... talking about the way things yeah. work. You remember pay phones? Oh my God, <laughs> so mechanical. <laughs> Do you guys remember rotary phones? What about a typewriter? My call, my call. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember manual staplers? Do you remember manual masturbation? <laughs> my call, my call. <laughs> manual masturbation. <laughs> Isn't it all manual? So much of our favorite experience oh. was us laughing so hard that we were silent. <laughs> we were quiet. My face people would walk peeling. by, and just they would just see two people just going <laughs> like this. We almost looked like we were dying. I think at some point. Yeah, we, no noise came out of us. <gasps> so, um, so he bring o- he brought home he brought the VHS. Home, it was for um, this was for um, oh, was Motorola one of the first cell phones? Yeah, I think it was Motorola. Yeah, Motorola was. It, it was a wire. It was a wire phone in your car. So it had the yeah, wire. It was a yeah. car phone. I think it was Motorola. It was Motorola or something? And I just remember he had this creative commercial where. Um, Santa Claus was in the chimney, so the whole commercial is just a, back, a shot of his back, and he he's stuck in the chimney, and he's like on the phone going, "Yeah, Rudolph, no, no, I need you guys to come back. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, I um, no, uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm glad I have this phone. You know, with with nights and weekends, I can call you guys when I'm in trouble. It's just one of those types of commercials yeah, with all the information. Yeah, and I was so impressed and i was like and i love christmas so i was like my dad made a christmas commercial i thought that was so cool and then he had me do like voiceovers for him here and there um that's cool when you were a kid yeah yeah oh that's awesome that's really cool what did your mom do uh my mom she did a lot of things um before raising us um she worked um at a dentist's office uh she's worked at a florist she's uh, often worked at a lot of art galleries she she knows art really well but um so she she also was like a, a mom was she a stay at home oh mom? yeah she stayed at home yep. that's good and um but now you know the tables are turned and she works you know because my dad really needs you know, can't help. right now yeah so um but um yeah it, it, i think i'm a comedian because of both of them my 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 dad did it professionally my mom is a Behind closed doors, amongst people she knows, <laughs> funny ass motherfucker. Well, like, what like kind she, of if, like if she came in here, she could be funny. Look, she could hang with you and I here. Yeah, she'd still be a little like just a little proper, but she's like cool proper. Like she like if I made some sort of a like a dick joke or something, she'd be like, "Well, that's my son." Um, <laughs> like she would never be like Skyler. Like she would never. Yeah. She would laugh probably, but also like maybe throw the ball back a little bit. Yeah. But still keep it kind of you that's know. That's like my mom. But she does impressions really well. She does. Do you get your voice, like your voice control from her? Absolutely. She's been impersonating everybody we I've ever known in my whole life. What's and, your favorite impression that she ever did? Oh, my god! Or like one that you'd request as a kid. Oh. You know, like when you're a kid and you're you're entertained by your family, you always want like more. You're she like, more, all, more, more. She did all the neighbors. There was a neighbor named Marsha, a neighbor <laughs> named Debbie. She did Debbie. Fucking Debbie. What did Debbie do? Oh, my gosh. 
Debbie. Um, <laughs> God damn it, Debbie. Debbie. Um, she was um, single mom um, who had a lovely little daughter that I she I played with her all the time. She was so cool and funny. Yeah. Great, cute little kid. Like my first experience of like, you know. Um, Dry humping. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Oh, no. sorry. Sorry. Jesus. I didn't know. I just thought I was going along with the story. Oh Jeez. God. You were young, you no, know. No, like my first. Holy hell. My first feelings of being paternal, like like fatherly. Like I, I like, I love to like take care of this little girl. Like I would right. like take care of her stuff. And so. Oh yeah, that that's not creepy. Oh, I'm the, oh, I'm shut the up. weird one dry humping over here. You're petting her and brushing her hair. No, no, no. <laughs> and so I, I'm over there and I go, um, uh, or she, she, she would just do like, Debbie just like, kind of had like a, uh, my, my mom always sounds like a sex operator. Yeah. Okay. So like when my mom leaves me voicemails, like she, and she, and her voicemails are really funny. They do, do you have one in your phone? I have tons <laughs> from my dad. Remember we talked about how we yes. both have Yeah. We keep um, our dad's voicemails. My mom will just say things like, you know, she'll sound like a sex operator and she goes in between, um, like <laughs> back and forth between, uh, something really, really traumatic and terrible and sad and tragic yeah. to something just really like, you know, kind of cheer up the Like moment. what? Okay, th- so leave your voicemail. Come. This is All your right. mom leaving a voicemail. Hey, it's Skylar. Leave a message after the beep. Beep. Um, Skylar, it's your mother. Just calling because I was watching the news and apparently um, the terror alert has moved from orange <laughs> to red. <laughs> Um, so avoid bridges and avoid large shopping malls. Anyway, uh, just seeing how the kids are doing, if they got their presents that I sent, hope they're really enjoying it. I know you said they like Thomas the Train. By the way, I know you live in Reseda, but next to you is Tarzana, and apparently there are large rape statistics there right now. So I know that uh, Nicole likes to shop at Whole Foods, and I remember the Whole Foods is near Tarzana. <laughs> Tell her not to go alone or at night. Anyway, uh, did you guys see Dumbo this weekend? It was number one at the box office. Like it's just back and forth and back and Does forth. Does she leave you know? long messages? Long messages. Oh my yes. god, my dad used to leave the longest messages and like fart noises. He would tell me he would do like movie reviews on them. That's that's hysterical. Yep, and but so she's just had impressions over the years. She uh, so she would do like Debbie and Marsha. She would do uh, oh gosh, what else does she do? Did she ever ask you to do impressions for her? No, I just started doing that, and I was really bad. Like my dad had a VHS camera, um, and I thought my dad was a king for giving that. <laughs> and so I would be like, I would like um, this is what I would do because I wanted to come across like I was the one doing the the voice. I would there's a funny tape of me where I go. I'm like, Dad, Dad, yo, Dad, Dad, do do Rocky behind the camera, and then I'm gonna mouth it, and, and it'll seem like I'm the one doing it. But he's filming me like lying to camera, like, <laughs> and so he's behind the camera going, "Hey, yo, Rocky, hey, yo, Adrian," like he's like doing the voices, yeah. and I'm like going. <laughs> so you were already acting as a oh, child. Oh yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. Well, who were you? Were you close with both your parents? I mean, yeah. obviously you are, but yep. like, still am. You- were you yeah. closer to one or the other, or is it just you guys all got along pretty well? I'm just closer with each one in different ways. And you have a there's you have things siblings? I would go to my dad about that I wouldn't go to my mom about. There's things I go to my mom about that I wouldn't go to my dad about. Did they have a sex talk with you? Yeah, yeah, my dad. I, I, I can't relate to anybody that didn't like you know um, get told about you know. Uh, I mean, the birds and the bees. I didn't get told that. So, that's so why are, you're are such we a raging st- slut? <laughs> is that why we can't be friends? Do now? you need to have this talk right now? <laughs> All right, so just me. Um, you can't have sex with every guy that wants to have sex with you. I mean, listen. 
person. Yeah. So that's that's number what? one. That's why my face is on fire. A. I was my, gonna say that looks like a cum reaction. Do you know? <laughs> coming up next, cum reactions. <laughs> Do you want to know That's my- another good, good podcast. podcast. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to ATC's Skylar and Jessime Come Reactions. Oh, yeah. Today, what we do is we just put come on things and see how it reacts. Now, we have Spooch a starter test. cap here. Starter cap. Uh, this one is brand new. Uh, <laughs> starter. It's double down uh, digital. Double down digital. All right. It's um, 85% cotton. We've never done an 85 We have never done, a- okay. we've never done 85 And the one thing we like about these caps is yeah. the flat brim really catches the most spunk. Yeah. So if we could get Ari Schaffer to come in here and come on this real quick. Ari Schaffer. My dad's sex talk with me literally was this. It was, hey, babe, no funny stuff. That was it. That And I was like. Like, what, don't make a joke during a beach? Yeah, or? I was like, what? How? Also, A, sex you're like, shouldn't you're like, be funny. <laughs> hey, by the way, why did the chicken cross your own? <laughs> you're about the one who a girl choked on the dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, so with the airplane food. <laughs> you have a brother and sister? Uh, no, sister? I have um Two sisters. Okay. What was that? Are you the youngest? Middle child. What What was that like middle, being the boy? Middle, Did middle. they t- terrorize you? Um, I terrorized them. Did you entertain them? I think, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I've been known to make both of them laugh. Like, at what point do you think you realized comedy and acting was your, was it? Do you have, like, a moment? I know that, like, I always enjoyed movies but I was just one of those kids that like it didn't dawn on me that like peep that it was done with a camera. I I I mean I think I thought sometimes when I was watching a movie that maybe it was a documentary. Like <laughs> like like wow they had cameras everywhere and the person like <laughs> I don't think I understood that like there was certainly anything like like just lights and and that you that you did multiple. T- like, I certainly didn't understand that like it was a full day of work. I, right. I, I, I didn't understand it was a career or that you, there are people obsessively chasing and going to bed early and going to spend $285 on a coach and getting ready for four scenes for Die Hard 4 and maybe getting it, but <laughs> then not getting it. And then Justin dream- Long just yeah. ripping your dream from your hands yet again. And then leaving the audition and deciding that alcohol is not enough. So you fake a fucking foot ache and you go to the doctor and you get Vicodin, but that doesn't work either. So you start snorting it and then that doesn't work. So you crush it up and you have someone fucking shove it up your ass with a straw. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'm fine though. I'm sober now. Um, we um, we've moved past these things. I'm a year and eleven months sober. When? That's awesome. Yeah, today I'm. Um, I, who doesn't somebody call you every? I'm one point nine years sober. Who who regularly does it? Your is it your mom? Somebody regularly lets you know. Isn't somebody like on your your sober schedule? I thought you told me there was somebody who like reminds you like it's been a month or it's been or every year someone. Oh, I think I did because um, you and I were there what in July. Yeah, we were there in July, uh, two thousand seventeen or two thousand eighteen. There was some. I think you might be talking about my aunt Heidi. She put it in her phone. And yes. I was, yeah, yeah. Yes. She put it in her phone and it meant, meant a lot to me that she like seems to remember when the big milestones are. You and know. and for you, like, what are the things that keep you sober? Do do you have like a mantra? Do you have like, is it people? Is it you? Is it... Well, I mean, looking back and knowing that you had people blow crushed up Vicodin up your asshole because it gets to you faster, that definitely makes you go, huh, <laughs> maybe don't do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> a mantra. I mean, AA, main, the main mantra is one day at a time. All I can do is tell you that I'm not going to drink today. I have no idea if I'll drink the rest of my life. I have no idea. It, that's daunting to think about. That's why people drink. I mean, sometimes people only drink because they're like, never the rest of my life? Go, go, go. That sounds crazy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's just today. And that's not that hard of a thing to do. Like, if I said to you right now, do not eat chocolate till midnight, you could do that. 
you could do it. Right. You're unless you're on your period. Good luck. But you know, obviously on my period. My period's on me. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so I don't. Um. Uh. I, do, I guess you could say. Um. One thing that's really helped is, uh, you know, I went and did ayahuasca. Um, and look, that's not for everyone, I suppose. Uh, some people might think that's not like, that's not part of sobriety. Most people in AA probably wouldn't agree that you should go do ayahuasca, but I did it to get sober. I haven't done it since wow. I was sober. I went to an alternative rehab in Mexico where I did ibogaine, uh, DMT, and ayahuasca. And, you know, yeah, I know. I went to Mexico and I did psychedelics to get sober. <laughs> It's like, hey, why don't you go to the Playboy Mansion to stop having sex, you know? I went to Mexico and did psychedelics to get sober. That's super progressive and also very brave of you. Well, you know, when um, millions of people are dying from opioids, uh, I, I say fuck you to America for thinking they have any idea on how to combat addiction. I agree, especially with pharmaceuticals, it, with our current medical plan. It, you know, it's a little ridiculous. You have to turn to a plant at least once in a while. So you went to Mexico and like... There's certain people you're never going like, to... Like, you would not listen to... If a friend of yours, you know, has been in seven car accidents in the last three years, if they're backseat driving while you're driving, you're going to be like, hey, listen, why don't I you... I got this. Yeah. Let me try something new. That's me with America and, and, and you know, the FDA and any anybody that thinks... It, the fact that ayahuasca is a class one narcotic, like it's cr- it's insanity. It's a fucking plant medicine. It it's is. not addictive. It's not non addictive. So you haven't done it since you done it the first time. No. But, and what was it like after? Oh my gosh! I like mean, how do you think it? How do you think it helped in your sobriety? My grandma was the first vision I had. Night. I did six nights of ayahuasca, and the first night, wow, she walked. She she came to me. See, I almost said walk, but that's a. There's no. I don't know. It's it's, it's it, they're visions, it's right? Like, yeah. There's no walk. It's not like you don't. I don't know how to explain it's not, it. I get it. I mean, it, I could smell her and sense her and see her, but not in the traditional way that I saw her. Right. And she said to me, she said, you're not being one of us. Let us get to work. That statement meant so much to me because you're not being one of us means I can still see you, asshole, and a bunch of us can. And we laid the groundwork for you to have life itself and you're fucking it up. And, but she said it lovingly, but right. also like, hey. Get your shit together. Like I'm like, I'm done. I'm, I like like if I was here, I, I'd be I'd be I, I'd be even meaner. Right. So this is my Anakin Skywalker has come back <laughs> at the end of Jedi. You know, fucking you know, spiritual floating being, and I'm telling you. <laughs> and when she said, "Let us get to work," that gave me so much. The plurality of that gave me so much hope that like we go somewhere. We're not. This isn't it right here. Your dad's somewhere. We're all there. Right. We, we go somewhere, and they can see us. And they can also do something about what we're going through. Right. There's a lot in that statement. You're There's not being one of us. I'm watching you. I, I'm disappointed in you. I miss you. And you can be better than this. Let us get to work. There's hope. We can help where we're from. And we're allowed to call in favors to whatever you, be, you know, believe Whatever in. you believe in. And so that is powerful. Yeah. So when you want to like, you know, I mean, look, do I ever get temptations sure like you know um there's a lot of alcohol at comedy clubs and what do you do i know know? like working in a comedy club being surrounded by this indulgent culture how do you how do you stay sober on a night and i know you said like you're gonna stay sober today but like seeing you at a club and, and not drinking like that's super impressive thank you um at a club it's a little easier because at a club I've been banned. I got banned from the Laugh Factory for seven years for being blacked out on stage. 
Holy and I got, fuck. I got banned from the improv for one year. The, both those bands are over, but just like, you know, so now it's kind of like, hey, dude, like this is what you do for a living. Like third time, if I now got banned from the store for drinking, I think I'd, I think all three clubs might get together, <laughs> like the fucking three families and the Godfather go, I think we got to, uh, I think we're done with Skylar. Right? <laughs> Tonight, Skylar sleeps with the fishes. You know? <laughs> so I, I don't need that. Um, but also, um, when I see people having a good time on alcohol, um, I don't think I, I, I don't think I really have the f- a feeling anymore of like I'm jealous that I can't drink right now. I'm more jealous that I can't drink like that. Right, where it's con- like not out of control. Yeah, and and, when, and that's an important distinction because now I know like it used to be like oh I can't drink I'm, I'm jealous that I can't drink. Well that'll that'll make you eventually drink. But when you're like when you actually real it's it's literally just like. Hey man, like um, you know, sometimes you get in a, in a bike accident or car accident and you end up a paraplegic. You can wish all day long that you can walk like people you you used to be able to walk like, but you can't. That's that's the, them's the brakes. That's the that's the no pun intended. Them's the brakes. Anyway. No, but um, that's terrible, oh, dude. We are who haven't we gone after? This is nuts at this point. Equal Opportunity Offender. Yep. New podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Equal Opportunity yeah. Offender. Who have we not done? Pacific Islanders? <laughs> They're fat. Um, <laughs> so, um, I... Um, <laughs> like, <laughs> what was your what was your worst moment well, no, for you? Like, well, But real quick, so, so now I stare at them and I go, so if I see like, uh, let's just say I see three couples, mm-hmm. you know, out on like a, 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 on a try, try a couple date and everyone's having fun. And they're all leaving and they're just so giddy. And like each couple has their arm on each other and everyone's having, they have inside jokes about each other. And, and, and you know, you know, when you get, yeah. when you get approached by people like that, you're like, oh, this seems like a, like yeah. a good group of people. I'm so right. glad they came to my show. Today. I'm glad I could give them this. Yeah. I look at them and like I hear one of them go, you know, all right, uh, who's ordering the Uber? Oh, I ordered the Uber on the way here. And they're, they're, they're smart. They're sensible. They know it's time to go home. Like they, they have their fun. And I look at that and I go, oh. Oh, if I was in this scenario right now and I was drinking, I, first of all, I would laugh at you guys that you want to go home at 11. <laughs> I would I would force you to go out. And then if your wives didn't want to go out, I'd say, well, then they're going home and the three of us are going out. <laughs> and and yeah, we're going to the strip club <laughs> and we're going to order a Coke and we're going to get Percocet, maybe some Darvocet. Those ones are pink. So you don't want to snort those because if you have a cough up, it look, comes out, looks like you're bleeding. You know, like, I, I mean, I, it would get to the point where like, I would just like, you know, I'd probably black out. I'd probably call my wife a cunt. I'd probably, you know, end up in jail. It's not pretty, dude. It's not pretty. It's It brings out something in me that I don't really ever want to see again. Yeah. Because it's not me. Right. My wife would always say, she's like, I think people have a gross misrepresentation of who you are. She's like, I think that you've really done a, a number on yourself, you know, because she's like, there are some people that just think, that you're an asshole, but that's only because they only saw you when you when were fucked you were up. Dr- when you were fucked up. And she's like, they don't even know, like... She they goes, don't know your true essence. Well, she, she, she's also said, like, she goes, it's so funny how hard-edged people think you are or how manic... She goes, they don't even know that at home, like, sometimes you're just like a soft fucking... You know, I can get really, like, you know, I can get really down, too, sad. Like, yeah. I think people think I'm always like, right up here! You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> no, that's like, you know... Um, that's something else, but it's a part of who you are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you know, uh, but you said what was one of the worst times? I mean, jeez, dude. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Uh, <laughs> this one's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I pr- love that you were looking up in your Rolodex of your past. Oh, there's a Rolodex. <laughs> yeah. It's called a drunk log. <laughs> um, Chris Porter had a birthday party. Oh boy. In 
Santa Monica. Chris Porter was on here a couple weeks ago. He's the man. Yeah, he's great. I'm, I love Chris. Yep. Um, and he had a birthday party. We danced the night away. I mean, when you go to a Chris Porter birthday party, there's going to be good tunes on. Yeah. Motherfucker knows music. Right. So we're dancing. Him, me, and his sister cut the rug to fucking uh, Michael Jackson for God knows how long. R.I.P. All right. R.I.P. Musically and physically. Yeah, exactly. R.I.P. All right, R.I.P. Um, R.I.P. on kids. <laughs> All right. At this point, it's just like, just turn it off. No. Um, do you think he did all that stuff? Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. Billie Jean was not his lover. <laughs> the kid is not, or Billie Jean is not my lover. The kid is not my son. The kid was his lover. And Billie Jean was the mom. Billie Jean was, uh, yeah. That should have, you know, not sent her son to a grown man's bedroom <laughs> to have him peek into his butthole like it's a squirrel looking into a knot in a tree. He did that? I mean, yeah, that allegedly. I didn't watch part Documentary. two. Documentary. I got through part one. It's so much. Yeah. I, I, part one, I'm like, I think I get it. Yeah. It's a lot. This is, Some of these documentaries, like, like, did you see Abducted in Plain Sight? Oh, yeah. What are the parents thinking? But not just that. Like, for those of you out there, Ugh. there's like a, like, okay, so that's the one about the, the guy that lived next door to the family. And so the guy. And fingered the whole fucking family. Yeah. yeah. Abducts the girl twice. You know yeah. What I, mean? I mean, abduct me once. Shame but on you. Here's what I didn't get, dude. Abduct me twice. Shame on my parents. I think the fucking filmmakers are also a little. Crazy. Need to look after them a little bit. The reenactments on some part. Do you remember? Like, there's a part where, they're like, you know, she she the, 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 she's grown out. She's like, and then he would stick his fingers inside me and do this and just stick the tip in and they do this. Yeah. And it's it cuts to a little girl's face and she's going, yeah. And I'm like, what are I we? I could doing? do without the fucking yeah, visual. Yeah, we don't. We I've got the visual. In my mind is far worse. And I don't you're need gonna footage. Like you, you. Yeah. No, I don't need that footage of the girl. I can't believe that got past. Like, like that's the kind of thing where you think like a director comes in. Okay, and then I want to cut to, and then someone in the room goes, "Hey, Jerry, um, we're not doing that." <laughs> like, yeah, you, can we not? There's a lot of people that make a movie, and nobody raised their hand and said, "I think, um, I think we're good on." I think we're good on showing the child. And then, and then also some parent. Let that child be a kid actress in a scene where they said, okay, now look uncomfortable. Like she someone's hurting you. She got her sag card because she got her sag card for <laughs> she, getting sagged on. Yeah, she got something. She on got it. something. It's on. It's on, inappropriate. So I go to Chris Porter's birthday party. Dancing. We're dancing. Sister. Michael J. Fo- Michael J. Fox. <laughs> <laughs> we're, like, we're doing the Michael. We no, literally are hitting every, yeah, this is every tab here. All right. Um, so we're dancing to Michael Jackson. Uh, that was an accident. Michael Jackson <laughs> and Michael J. Fox. It sounds so R.I.P. on you. <laughs> so um, <laughs> I leave the place and um, I'm with my girl. I'm with Ben Glebe and I'm with uh, someone else. And we go outside. We're on Olympic. And um, I just walked up to a Volkswagen Jetta and I just started kicking it as hard as I could. I don't know whose car it is. I'll never know whose car it is. I beat that thing until there were so many dents in it. And Ben and Nicole are looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, they're thinking, like, I, like, like th- when we get in the car, they're like, whose car was that? They're expecting me to go, you know whose that was? That's the guy that raped my grandma. Like, something, like there better be a story, right? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Do what I do. What, what happened? You didn't even know that you beat the shit out of a car? Nope. How long ago was that? 2009. Wow. Yeah. So you went from punching the fuck out of cars, popping popping pills, drinking, mm-hmm. all this shit, and then you just take each day at a time, mm-hmm. one day at a time. Yep. Yep. 
I know I suck dick every day. <laughs> I'm just like trying to think of, you know, I can't imagine how difficult that must be. But also like, you know, from how I've known you and what I know about you, your family is everything to you. Oh, yeah. And, you know, your wife and your kids and, and you know, I think she's right. People don't know all the sides of Skylar. Yeah, I think so. And when I think of it, you know, when I think of like how you are when you're like, even in this moment being vulnerable and sensitive, I'm like, this <laughs> is what I'm used to. <laughs> this is what we're used to. Do you have any um, parting words you'd like to give to somebody who may be struggling with addiction? I say this all the time. Um, I know that there are um, people in the public eye that say, oh, reach out if you need help. You can literally reach out to me. And I, I've actually gotten two dozen people into rehab in the last two years. Wow. Just off mostly the crab feast. I, I ended up yep. by saying, let me know if you guys need help. And he, they had a lot of listeners that were like, I'm, I, I think I'm there. And here's the deal. The worst thing you can do if you think you have a problem is listen to other people. Now, I know that sounds weird, because what it is is a lot of the times what we're it's it's conflicting advice. A lot of times we've done something to other people, we've hurt other people, and the feelings we get from it is what makes us feel, oh my God, maybe I have a problem. Yeah. Right. And that's fine. You can stay in that zone on that level. What I'm talking about is I can't tell me often someone reaches out to me and says, I think I'm an alcoholic. Um I don't necessarily drink every day. I don't drink at seven in the morning. I don't drink like a bottle of vodka just to get going. But like when I do drink, I do really bad things. It turns me into a bad person. I also, you know, have to drink when I'm sad, you know, um, or this, that, the other. Uh, you know, I've been arrested over drinking. A laundry list of like, okay, no, you're definitely an alcoholic. Right. And then they'll go, but you know, but my, um, my fiance and her family don't think that I'm one. Or, you know, my roommates don't think that I'm one because, you know, they think that I'm just young and going through a phase. Right. Don't listen to that shit. You, that's called your gut. Yeah. Okay? And nothing's stronger than yep. your gut. You know what I mean? Um, especially mine because I eat cheeses for breakfast. Anyway, um, <laughs> venerable force. Um, but um, no, you. Um, <laughs> step one is realizing that your life is unmanageable because of drugs and alcohol. And so it, it, who, who is that up to other than you? It, yeah. If your life's unmanageable. Yep. And also do not think that because you're successful, that's a sign that you're handling your alcoholism. That's that's the most hilarious thing. High functioning alcoholism is a real thing. It really is, dude. I have been successful, and I have not had a side job since 2003. Yeah, I've been in. You've been working dozens of movies, yep. TV shows. I go look me up on IMDb if you don't know who I am. I work, and there was a time I had my own show on Comedy Central. Dude, I was an alcoholic right then. Wow. Might have been my worst fucking time, actually. It yeah. might, you know, you could look back and wonder if maybe that's kind of why some things went away. Right. You know, um, has nothing to do with you're able to be on time. You know, I pills don't smell like anything. Yep. Pills don't, you can't tell. I mean, a, a good person can tell that you're on pills, but your average person has no idea that you're on pills. Yeah. You know, you can look for little things like, you know, <laughs> overly sweaty. Is actually what I'm, um, you know, spit collecting at the corners of mouths, rapid speech. Again, these are things that I do anyway, but um, that's just because I'm fat. Uh, so, but, uh, you know, um, you know, if you think you have a problem, you probably do. And where can they reach out to you? Where can people find you, first of all? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Schuyler Stone. 
Um, and it's S-K-Y-L-E-R, not and, A-R. And if you guys want to come see him perform live, he has... Uh, when is this going to be on? Um, Never. I'm not airing it. No. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rick Scott, this Probably is next a, week. You're like, April Fool's. <laughs> <laughs> Probably next week. By the way, did you like my text this morning? Yes, it was great. Because it, it was an identical... It was the identical text to what you sent me yes, last week. It was, I literally I, went I up laughed. and copied it, but <laughs> added a, a new change date I, to I it. I was like, you cunt. Yeah. <laughs> And if anybody, is there an email where people can email you or should they just DM you if they have questions? Uh, just DM me on Instagram. And are you, actually, you can use my website email, skylar at skylarstone.com. You know, but if you if you think you have a problem, you probably do. Yeah. You know and I mean? anything coming up, people can find you. Shows. Yeah, I'm on season two of Corporate, a couple episodes. I think there's one more airing. Uh, no, they've all already aired. Never mind. Okay, it's, well, they can still find yeah, it. Yeah, go on the Comedy Central app or comedycentral.com, all that shit. And then um, my show, Comedy Rocks is uh, every other Thursday at the Comedy Store. It's a, you just, ro- it's you just a lot of fun. One. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, it's a great show. You guys should definitely come check it out if you're in the LA area. Next one's Thursday, April 11th. Awesome. Yeah. This. This is, is what, what we're, we're used, used to. to. I love you, Skylar. I love you too. I love you a lot. <laughs> I love you only a little. <laughs> uh, you're the best. Thank you. No, really, you are. I know. I'm codependent. Could you say it back? You're great. You're I'm the go- best, too. Now I feel good. You do? Yeah, I can't get there on my own. I need people. Oh. Yeah. I'll be here for you. Happiness is an outside job. Don't go in. It's a mess in there. the truth never gets old introducing june's journey the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery join june parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s with new chapters added every week the excitement never ends download june's journey now on your android or ios device or play on pc through facebook games